Welcome to The Vegan Optimist, a podcast spreading positivity and optimism about the future of veganism. This is episode 4 with special guest Danielle Keith, the creator of Healthy Girl Kitchen. Hey, it's Ryan, and I want to welcome you to the Vegan Optimist Podcast, a place of learning focused on positive developments in all things vegan. Before I bring on my special guest, I wanted to share some exciting news and a great quote I came across. Seaspiracy, a Netflix original movie showcasing the global fishing industry and how our actions impact our oceans, has just been released. What's amazing is that the movie is hitting top 10 on Netflix all around the world and is being shared by influencers with massive followings, such as Brian Adams and Kourtney Kardashian, to name a few. I learned a lot from the film, and I highly recommend you watch it and help spread the word. Now for the quote. I'd like to share something an animal rights activist named Earthling Ed has said. A movement is always made up of individuals, and it's the cumulative effort of these individuals that creates change. I love this quote as it reminds me that we are not alone when trying to bring about change and that we can all make a difference. Lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider liking it, leaving a positive review, and sharing it to help the podcast grow. Now I'm super excited to share the conversation I had with Danielle Keith. So Danielle, how about we start off with you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, so hi everyone. My name is Danielle. I'm a vegan food blogger. I'm a plant-based recipe developer for major food brands, like anything from uh, Milkadamia, Ninja Kitchen, if you've like used like Ninja Kitchen appliances, um, Josie's Organics, The Produce, um, brands like Chobani, you name it. And um, I also live in Florida with my fiance, and I'm the founder of Healthy Girl Kitchen. Great. So how long have you been vegan for? I've been vegan for six years coming up this month. I went vegan when I was a freshman in college. And back then, even like six years ago, it was not cool to be vegan right? Like now it's a bit more mainstream. Now it's a bit more um, normalized. There's so many different vegan brands out there, plant-based cheeses, plant-based meats coming out. Like they didn't have all that even just six years ago. So it was a lot more difficult to be vegan. It wasn't as cool, but I started gaining the freshman 15, (laughs) the infamous freshman 15. When I first started college, I went to Michigan state university and Michigan state is known for their dining halls. They have basically food courts all over campus where you can get anything from like pasta bar, pizza bar, make your own omelet station, make your own sandwich stations. They had homemade desserts like covering the dining hall. They had froyo machines. I was getting frozen yogurt after every single meal. Um, I was eating a lot of dairy. I was just, I was having fun. And obviously you don't have your parents there telling you what to do. So having the unlimited food in the dining hall was so fun. I could eat dessert after every meal with no one telling me what to do. Um, And I definitely started feeling the negative effects of eating whatever I wanted and eating unhealthy food and eating whatever size portions I wanted. So I decided that I didn't want to go down that road anymore because after every meal, I started feeling sick. Like I'd come home after having my 
make your own pasta bar and then I'd have my ice cream cone and then I would end up with a really bad stomach ache. So I decided that I wanted to get healthy and I didn't really know what that meant. Like I had no clue where to start, which I think a lot of people struggle with. So I started with just cutting out the sweets, right? Like I mentioned, they had a Froyo machine, homemade desserts everywhere. I just thought, okay, that's like the most obvious thing. I need to stop with all these crazy desserts. So that's what I did. I stopped eating any obvious sugar like that. And then I kind of moved on to, okay, I'm going to stop eating all the mystery meat in the dining hall because who the hell knows where that came from. Um, And then I stopped eating like milk products. I was still having, maybe if like it was in, I don't know, like bread or something, but more like obvious milk. Like I wasn't drinking a glass of milk or having cheese. And I just slowly started like cutting out things that were making me feel sick. But then I was adding in all the good things at the same time. Um, And there came to a point where I watched the documentary Forks Over Knives. Mm -hmm. Great documentary for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's very informative on the health benefits of veganism and eating a plant-based diet. But I watched that and like my eyes were opened and I had no clue how powerful diet could be and like all of these health benefits that came along with a plant-based diet. So even though I was in a dorm, I had no kitchen, I had no car to go grocery shopping. I literally had no resources, but I decided I was going to try to be plant-based. So March, about six years ago, I made that decision. I haven't looked back. Um, But as I said, like I was adding in all of the good things, right? So I was like eliminating meat, cheese, eggs, all that stuff, but I was microwaving sweet potatoes in my dorm. I made the salad bar my best friend. I would take containers, like my own containers, and I would bring them to the dining hall and I would fill them up with fruit. I would fill them up with like cut up veggies and then I would bring them home and I would like steam the vegetables in my microwave in my dorm room. And I basically was doing whatever I can to be healthy. I was microwaving um, like quinoa packets and brown rice packets. So I always say like, if I can get healthy and be vegan in a dorm, anyone can be vegan. Um, and yeah, I also used to suffer from chronic chest pain and this was something that I went to numerous doctors for. None of them explained that there could be a connection between my chronic chest pain and, um, the food I was eating. They just wanted to give me a medication and I just kind of accepted that I was going to be having this chest, this chest pain for the rest of my life. And then about four months after going completely plant-based, I noticed that I no longer had chest pain anymore. So plant-based diet completely healed my chest pain. I also at the time lost like 20 pounds and yeah, now I'm here. That's a great segue because I noticed on your website, you said doctors are quick to write a prescription, which only act as a bandaid. Can you elaborate more on that and the power you believe we have with food? So when... People go to medical school and they're, you know, getting their education to become a doctor. They get about four to six hours of nutrition training. That's not the bulk of their study. They're learning about different conditions, how to treat people, but they're mostly learning how to treat people with medication. Um, It's not very common in medical school to be teaching about the connection between helping someone with conditions with food, right? So they're learning, okay, if someone has diabetes, you're putting them on a medication like metformin, you're not giving them a plate of sweet potatoes and broccoli and tofu to help them with their condition. So 
If you go to a more holistic doctor, you know, now you can maybe see a functional medicine doctor, a holistic doctor, maybe a doctor who practices more Chinese medicine. If you go to like a plant-based dietitian, someone who specializes in, you know, helping someone heal with food, then they can help you with that. But generally, you know, if, if you are um, seeing a doctor who practices Western medicine, they are not going to make that connection of diet and, um, you know, healing any kind of condition you have. But, you know, I do have to say there is a place for Western medicine. Like I'm not here to bash doctors or bash what they do because there definitely is a place for, for Western medicine. But, um, you know, I'm hoping that in the future that, you know, nutrition can be taught more within med schools for sure. That's really interesting that it's helped you personally with uh, your chest chronic chest pain. And I know a lot of people uh, who I know personally or just through the internet who have also had similar situations where plant-based diets helped them get through whatever condition that they were facing with. And it's, it's almost, you could look at food as medicine and almost as a preventative measure as well. Oh, 100%. And that's how I look at it too. Like, I feel like when I started my health journey, when I was a freshman in college, everyone who was older was saying to me, oh, you're so young, you don't have to worry about your health. And I feel like you get that message and especially kids growing up, oh, kids can eat whatever they want. They can eat dessert, they can eat McDonald's, fast food, like they're still young. They don't have to worry about developing these diseases like heart disease, cancer, diabetes, because they're young, but it's just not true. And you know, they are seeing people developing all of these diseases at a younger, younger age. You know, you hear of women getting breast cancer when they're in their twenties, you hear of people developing diabetes when they're teenagers. And these are from lifestyle factors. This isn't from, you know, this isn't a genetic condition that they were born with. You're seeing teenagers being diagnosed with type two diabetes because they're not exercising because they're eating junk food, because they're eating a standard American diet and they're not getting enough plant-based foods in their diet. So it's, it's a big problem, but that's why I personally started to be plant-based at a young age and took control of health at a young age, because I want to be around for my kids and I want to be around for my grandchildren. And I just want to live the healthiest life I can live. I'm sure you relate. I do. I do. So one of my favorite videos of yours, you talk about being a non-judgmental vegan. Can you share why you believe that is so important? Yes. So recently, for anyone who didn't see the video, I basically posted a TikTok video saying that I'm a non-judgmental vegan because I grew up eating meat, dairy, and eggs. So anyone who's not vegan now, I come from a place of understanding because I once was not vegan. I grew up eating standard American diet. And I think that people respond very well to an open, non-judgmental approach. Think of like when you're a teenager and your parents say, don't drink. What are you going to go out and do? You're going to go party and drink because your parents told you not to and you want to rebel against them. What do you do when your parents say, don't go smoke weed? You're going to go smoke weed. So when someone tells you not to do something, you almost have that feeling of rebellion that you want to go do the exact opposite. And I've been seeing a lot of vegan activists, animal activists, people who are trying to get people on the vegan bandwagon come at this with a very aggressive approach, an approach that, you know, shames people who aren't vegan, 
where I have so much appreciation for anyone who's like fighting for the animals, anyone who's a vegan activist, but my job is to get people who aren't vegan to have um, one positive associations with veganism, right? Like I want people, if people find me and find my page who aren't vegan and they find a vegan who's positive and uplifting and doesn't shame them for not being vegan and just all they do is inspire them with plant-based recipes, you know, they can say, oh, you know what? Like I actually have a positive association with, with veganism. Um, and I also, you know, everyone has their own approach, but I personally, even growing up, like my mom taught me be nice to everyone. So I also apply that to me promoting veganism. So just coming at it from a kind and gentle approach, I think I get a much better response that way. And it, because I'm not forcing my views on people and telling people you have to be vegan. Instead, my approach is, hey, why don't you try out this amazing vegan recipe? You might actually really like it and it might inspire you to eat more plant-based meals. That's gonna get people on the bandwagon. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's an amazing approach. I think a lot of people when they do activism, they forget the place that they once were in and it's harder to relate to people and have conversations with them. And yeah, I think that's a, an amazing approach um, that I try to learn a lot from as well. And it's hard because you watch all of these documentaries and you know you see videos of slaughterhouses of how animals are treated and it lights a fire within you and it upsets you. And uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I've like cried at these videos and they've really you know, touched me and upset me and that's why I personally am also an ethical vegan, not just, you know, someone who eats a plant-based diet. Um, so of course you're, you know, you're motivated and you're passionate about it and you want to get everyone on board as quickly as possible. And sometimes that can come off the wrong way. So I understand also the vegans who are like, come on, like everyone, like we have to be vegan, we have to do this. But I think a lot can be done if we take a more non-judgmental approach. I agree, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely um, a balance and it's hard also to put like sometimes your emotions aside and figure out like what would get the uh, most amount of people or the bit best response when you've seen different videos or you have like an emotional response to it. Uh, so you're someone who believes others can do whatever they set their mind to. Do you have any advice for people struggling with motivation to reach their health goals or other life goals? I would say you have to truly believe in what you're doing. You have to find your why. Back when I was health coaching, I actually, I'm a certified health coach, if you didn't know that. And before I was a full-time food blogger, I had a lot of private clients. And when I would health coach them into helping them transition to a plant-based diet, the number one thing I would tell them, the first thing before we change anything is you have to find your why. So that's a deeper reason why you want to get healthy. Like it shouldn't just be because, you know, you want to look like the models on Instagram or whatever you see. Like for me, for example, my why I said it before, I really want to live a long, healthy life. I want to be around to watch my kids grow up. I want to be around to watch my grandchildren grow up and hopefully, you know, my great grandchildren. Um, and that's my why that's why I, you know, eat healthy every day. And also I have my other why that, um, you know, I'm vegan for the animals and for the environment. So that's what keeps me going. And also I feel really great when I eat healthy. Like I noticed again, this healed my chronic chest pain. I have so much more energy. 
I feel great when I wake up in the morning and that feeling beats anything else. So I would say first, whatever it is, you have to find your why and that can give you long lasting motivation. I think that's amazing advice. We, through business school, we learned that as well. Like if you want to start a business, for example, uh, start with a why and that'll help motivate you to do that. And it seems that's a similar strategy that you can implement in health goals, workout goals, and yeah, a bunch of just life goals in general. Yeah, exactly. And can we just take a second to mention, I mean, I don't, you're publishing the audio, but we're matching right now. <laughs> we're in like the same color shirt. We both have dark hair and like dark features. So I feel like we kind of look like twins right now. <laughs> and both vegan. And both vegan, yep. <laughs> uh, what is uh, some advice you would give to someone who's really interested in becoming vegan, but is intimidated by the change? I would say take it one step at a time. Like you don't have to overhaul your whole lifestyle overnight. And I know it can be so upsetting when you find out all the information about veganism. And especially if you you know, want to be an ethical vegan because you don't want to eat any more animals after finding out what happens to them. So I know it can be, you can have that eager feeling to want to go vegan overnight and cold turkey. But I would say like, don't worry about being perfect. It's all about like making small changes. So I would say pick like one thing to start with, because if you overwhelm yourself, then that is more likely to lead to failure. Same thing. Like if you're starting a diet, if you just overhaul your whole lifestyle, you know, you might do it for a couple of days and then you're like, screw it, whatever. Like this is too hard. I would say pick one thing. So let's say you drink a lot of milk, go to the grocery store, maybe pick out a couple non-dairy milks, see which one you like best and swap it out. And then you can move from there. Um, they have, if you're obsessed with ice cream and you're like, oh my God, I want to be vegan, but I can't give up ice cream. They have a million different kinds of vegan ice cream. Now, half of the ice cream, uh, section in the freezer aisle is non-dairy ice creams. They have vegan Ben and Jerry's, they have vegan Haagen-Dazs, they have vegan, pretty much anything. So go swap out your favorite ice creams, find your favorite one, same thing, find your favorite vegan cheese, find your favorite vegan veggie burger. And then just make like small changes along the way. So I like to just veganize the things that I like to eat. So I love tacos and we always have like Mexican night. And instead of having steak tacos or chicken tacos, make black bean tacos, but then have everything else on it. You can do the guacamole and the salsa and make like a vegan sour cream or buy a vegan sour cream or add like chopped tomatoes and shredded lettuce. Um, If you love burger night, have a um, veggie burger and make like oven roasted fries. Like it really doesn't have to be that hard. So think of like those little changes that you can make. I guess it goes with the non-judgmental where it gets the motion involved too. But a lot of people try to get people to change overnight. Um, but I think a lot like other habits, it's, it takes steps to get there. And it's kind of the thing, would you rather someone go fully vegan for a week or someone who makes small steps to get there and then is vegan for a lifetime. Almost like any other habit that if they just went cold turkey, no pun intended, uh, that it, it most of the time, whether it's like many diets, people end up going off of them. And a lot of it is people going just straight into it. I completely agree. And even I think people have the impression that I went vegan overnight, but then I remind them of my story that 
you know, first I like slowly cut out dessert and then that, you know, of course I eat dessert now. I love dessert. I'm always making fun vegan desserts, but at the time I'd cut out sugar and then that led me to, you know, cutting out the meat and then cutting out the dairy. And it was like a very slow progression into eventually finding the uh, plant-based diet and committing to it. So I definitely did not do this overnight. So I have some lightning round questions ready for you. But before we head into that, do you have a favorite quote to share with the listeners and the reason why it's your favorite? Yes. So, well, I have a couple of favorite quotes, but I'll just share one with you. And that is what doesn't challenge you won't change you because I think it can be applied to anything and everything, whether it's a new workout, if it's not challenging, it's not going to improve your workout form or improve your shape. Um, if it's work related. So I know for me, like if I don't feel challenged anymore and I'm my own boss, right? Like I'm the founder of healthy girl kitchen. I make all my own content. If something isn't challenging me, if something isn't hard, like if I'm not doing something different, then I don't see a change in my business. Um, and I just think you can apply it to everything that you do. And it just reminds you to challenge yourself and push yourself to do your best. And I think in school too, right? Like if you're really smart, but you're taking, you know, very basic classes, you're not going to improve. I love that and how applicable it is in just so many areas. All right. So are you ready for some lightning round questions? I'm ready. Answer them as quick as you can. What is your favorite fruit? Um, all them quick (laughs) is not in my, like, I'm so indecisive. I love mangoes. I'll go with mangoes. Mangoes. What is your go-to meal when you're feeling lazy? Noodles, anything pasta related. Three foods you think people should eat more of. Mm, Greens. No one gets enough greens. Like add kale, spinach, whatever you can. Um, Add more legumes. So like if you can add like a black bean or a lentil chickpea into your day, your golden has so much fiber. And then also fruit. Anytime you can get fruit into your diet. Fruit has antioxidants and antioxidants prevent diseases. Favorite season and why? Hmm. So if I grew up in Michigan and if I was in Michigan, it would be summer because it's warm, but I live in Florida and the summer here is like super hot. So living in Florida, my favorite season is probably the winter because it's like in the seventies. <laughs> favorite animal? Oh, elephants. Elephants. You just made cauliflower wings for dinner. Were they mild, spicy or extra spicy? Spicy. Spicy favorite TV show. Um, oh, there's so many categories. I mean, I love just like keeping up with the Kardashians <laughs> or, or the office, either one. And the last question is optimism or pessimism? Optimism, 100%. Great. So it has been great having you as my guest. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? Okay. So if you want free full recipes. So the ingredients, the instructions all written out, you can go to my recipe blog, healthygirlkitchen.com. If you want um, to hang out with me on Instagram, I'm just at healthygirlkitchen. And same on TikTok. TikTok is also healthygirlkitchen. And I also have a 14-day vegan plant-based meal plan. So if you're like looking to jumpstart a plant-based lifestyle, um, you can find the meal plan on my website, healthygirlkitchen.com. I have one last question for you. So you're on a podcast called The Vegan Optimist. Are you optimistic about the future of veganism? And if yes, why? 
Yes, because every single day there is a new vegan product coming out. Thousands upon thousands of more people every week are becoming vegan. Even just the other day, I went to the grocery store and I go to this store. I went to Sprouts. You know, I don't know if you have that in Canada, but um, I go there all the time. And just this week, they had a whole new section called plant-based meat. And it was like a big freezer section of all plant-based meats. And that hadn't been there before. And, you know, you just go to the grocery store and, well, I was actually at Whole Foods the other day and about 75% of the dairy case was non-dairy milks where about 25% was dairy milk. So we're slowly pushing the dairy out of there. That's awesome. I totally agree. So thank you for coming on. I can't wait to share our conversation and I hope you had a great time. Yes, thank you so much. This was really fun. 